G'day guys, I'm Jaden King and welcome back to Just My Two Sensory. Over the last couple of weeks I have watched a movie with no audio and listened to a movie with no visuals and then try to decipher exactly what happened in them. But this week I'll be taking a step back from the movies and I'll be focusing in on the senses themselves. Uh, it will end with me re-watching the same scenes I watched in episode one and two, but for now it's on the senses. So I've been doing a bit of research on how the hearing impaired and visually impaired people watch movies. When I googled how do the hearing impaired watch movies, the most common answer was subtitles. But I wanted to take it back because, you know, there's no subtitles at the cinemas. So apparently back in the day, all movies were silent. So everyone was equal, hearing impaired and people with, with perfect hearing. And then the talkies came along and movies got subtitles. So you could still go to the movies and watch subtitles. But then the hearing impaired called the people who could hear the hearies. And apparently the hearies complained because uh, the subtitles were distracting. So then the hearing impaired thought, okay, now we'll read lips. But then apparently that's pretty hard because there's cutaways, there's beards, there's smoking, there's voiceovers, all that kind of thing. And to quote DJ Snake, Oh me, oh me, oh my. Boy, oh boy, can I relate to the people saying it's hard to read lips. I couldn't understand a single thing that anyone was saying on Primer, but more on that later. And then with the visually impaired, some say with the right imagination and listening that they can picture what's happening. I'd like to think that I have a pretty good imagination, but I found that pretty hard with Vertigo. And uh, because it's not all dialogue and sound effects, like, like I found out with Vertigo, about a, a seven-minute uh, following scene with nothing but music, where I just had no idea what was going on. But apparently they have a thing called audio description, which is where it describes the action uh, in gaps in the dialogue. So it's still the score playing, so you get the music, you get the sound effect, effects, you get the dialogue, but in all the break... You, uh, there's someone describing, they're narrating exactly what's happening with the action. It's uh, almost like a movie I know, Now You See Me. Maybe that's why it's called that, because it allows the blind people to see with its constant description. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. I've actually got a guest in today, a nurse from Auckland Hospital who also loves movies, and she's going to give a bit of a medical insight as well as her thoughts on this entire experience. So here is my interview with Helena. So I was hoping to actually get a bit of a, a medical insight on this whole experiment. So what can you tell mm -hmm. us about the uh, about the senses, about sight, sound, any, all of them, all of them? Well, first of all, luckily I have all of them. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a bonus, because I work with people at times that don't. Nice. And that's, um, you know, you start to realise sort of how tricky that can be. You know, just in general communicating and getting around, because yep. I still think we're pretty poor at doing anything for people who are in any way disadvantaged, either physically or um, with their senses. Mm. So, what is the what do you, what do you think is the strongest sense, just in general? Um, I think visual. I think we're very visual. Mm. I think people, you know, really rely a lot on sight, yeah. and we're not necessarily so good at listening to people. We tend in general, I think most people tend to talk more than they listen. Mm. So that's why vision tends to, um, yeah, be, I would think, the one I rely on most. Yeah, for sure. But on um, talking to you previously, I was trying to think about movies and I just came to the fact that ultimately movies are a um, story. Mm. And I was saying to you that, you know, I think as a story, we're used to hunting down stories of family and tradition and morals and things like that. We're used to doing it as humans through our words mm. and through our languages. And that's why I came back to the sense that if I'm watching a movie, 
actually what I hear tends to be to me more important than what I actually see because same as reading a book I can add the pictures for myself and how much I take in nice. of what the visual isn't as detailed as how much I'm listening to and the tone and the reflections in people's voices um, actually fill out that story to me. And um, you were even saying as well, at one stage, I remember we talked uh, previously, you were saying something about uh, hearing and ICU. Yeah, so I was a nurse in intensive care and we used to always say that even though the person was sedated and asleep, Mm. we would always say to the family and to the relatives that the person can hear you. Mm. Um, And the same when people are dying, we always say that hearing is the last sense to go. Mm. And there have been a few, you know, documented cases of people who didn't die or, you know, if they'll even say chose not to leave. Mm. And some of that they said was on the basis that they could hear people asking them not to. Yeah. Um, right, I mean, obviously, you know, they're sedated, so wow. we have them in some form of artificial sleep, but they often said that they could hear what people were saying. Wow. So we used to always be really careful there as well as to what we said around the bedside. Fair enough. Hey, I also heard if you lose one, your other ones might improve. Is that right? Yeah, they say blind people, you know, their sense of smell and their sense of hearing is more acute because they're relying on other senses. Yeah, exactly. Um, more so than the rest of us, and they develop their sense of, you know, those senses more through that reliance. Brilliant. No worries. Excellent. No Thank worries you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for, uh, for coming on, Helena. Uh, no, no worries. Thank you, Jaden. That's all good. Good insight. Some great things uh, to learn from there. Thanks so much. Cool. Cheers. So I found it pretty interesting that Helena said our most relied on sense is sight. Yet with film, it's more about listening because of the story. I guess it was a bit easier for me to set up the movies and equipment and all that kind of thing when I, ha- when I was able to see them. Uh, but I did get more of a grasp on the story of Vertigo. So she could be onto something there. But let's look into it more right now. Now, I'm doing something a bit different this week. Instead of the breakdown, there will be some revelations. As I rewatch the exact scenes I watched on episode one and two, but this time armed with both sight and sound. Here we go. It's time for some revelations. Alrighty, so re-watching Primer, this scene was 30 minutes in and consisted of me being baffled because there was a duplicate of one of the main characters who I now know goes by the name of Abe and his best friend is Aaron. Very handy to know, but unfortunately that might be the only thing the audio has helped me with because these fellows have been using so much scientific language that this movie may as well have been in Arabic. Why do I say that? Well, let me refresh your memories with a little clip from episode one. That I am fucked. Because I suck at science. I dropped it in year 10 after my female teacher with a moustache couldn't get me into it at all. So anyway, Abe, previously referred to as Blondie, tells Aaron, previously known as Brunette, that what he is about to see isn't a prank. And that's when we see another version of Abe, and time travel is confirmed, and it wasn't actually editing. It is then revealed that Abe has made a big time machine, and they've used it before. So the WTF moment is slightly deciphered, but unfortunately, how they left the building without the ute, and then returned the next day in a car, is left ambiguous. Maybe they hitchhiked. Maybe they time-traveled to the future and brought Uber back to 2004. Mm. But maybe all will be revealed when I evaluate the entire film next week. 
Now, on to film number two, Vertigo, for some more. Revelations. This scene was a whole bunch of music, and I found out that no, it wasn't the closing credits, and yes, it was Johnny following Madeline. A little bit on the music, it was quite melancholic, a little bit haunting, suspenseful and somber all in one, and it reminded me of the score from a great movie I watched last year, Nocturnal Animals, which actually has similar themes to this film of uh, obsession and loss. But uh, going to, back to the visuals, they really helped me this time. Number one, I found out that Johnny is quite a dashing fella, and number two, I learned a bit more on the plot. So I finally got to see where Madeline was visiting whilst seemingly possessed. She went to a Spanish church, she went to a grave with the name Carlotta Valdez, now, I didn't get to see that because I could only hear it. And an art gallery with the portrait of Carlotta. And here's another thing I couldn't see. The fact that her hair was in the same style as the female in the portrait. It's very interesting trying to allude to the fact that she is indeed possessed. Plus, her hair was in a spiral, which kind of reminded me of the dizziness of Vertigo, as though Johnny has a fear of her as well. Deep. We then learn she checks into the hotel as Carlotta, so at first viewing it would make this idea of possession very plausible, but because I've listened to the movie, I know it's just an elaborate facade planned by Judy and Gavin to convince Johnny that she is possessed. However, the WTF moment of the, mo of the hotel lady saying Madeline hasn't been here is still a mystery. Maybe she's been paid off or maybe my second theory of Johnny being crazy is not so far-fetched after all. What? I guess we'll just have to wait and see on next week's episode, the big finale, where I'll be discovering both films' plot with even more revelations and evaluating which sense was more valuable in understanding these crazy films. Be sure to stay tuned on my social media. Hope to see you next week. Cheers.